past the heather and down to the old road Start turning the grain into the ground Rolling a new leaf over In the middle of the night there's an old man Shredding around in the gathering rain hey, Mister, if you're gonna walk on water Oh, could you drop a line my way Oh, somewhere in middle America You're right to the heart of matters It's a heart that matters more Think you better turn your ticket in Get your money back at the door To the podcast, November 30th, 2005 edition. Techno edition. Dance to a kid, dance to a kid. Dance to a kid, dance to a kid. Alright, alright, alright. I withdraw. Withdraw everything. Take it all back. Oh my god, the dance machine's lost it. Oh man, so this is the post-Thanksgiving edition, so the obvious first question everyone has to ask is, how the hell was everyone's Thanksgiving? Story, you went to Fresno, right? I did. You know, the rest of our lives are going to be post-Thanksgiving, at least post-that Thanksgiving. I guess that's true. Um, anyway. So. Strange. It was, it was a good Thanksgiving. I, um, I had vegetables. You had a tofurkey? I did not have a tofurkey. In fact, to date, despite being a vegetarian through many a Thanksgiving, uh, a decade of Thanksgivings almost, uh, I have never partaken of an actual tofurkey. Isn't that something, isn't that illegal according to vegetarian national law? Like, you have to participate in tofurkey because it's obligated by vegetarian constraints? So. I mean, again, I have never been a big fan of fake meat, so, you know, it doesn't really come into my mainstream. I don't, uh, I see. don't miss turkey at all. It's not something I feel like I'm lacking, so, you know, yeah. I see. Okay, so you had vegetables. And uh, you did have pie, I assume. Did you have pie? Uh, I did not have pie, in fact, no. I've Aww. never never been a huge pumpkin pie person. I well, but apple pie. A slice a year. I hate apple pie. I mean, pumpkin pie is the only pie that I can tolerate at all. All other okay. pies involve cooked fruit. And cooked fruit <laughs> is, like, about the worst category of food in my See, in my world of taste. See, I generally agree with you when it comes to, like, fruit in cakes. Like, I hate having a cinnamon roll and then, like, oh, let's ruin it by throwing in raisins and stuff like that. But I do must say I like apple pie. I do like apple pie. That's just my thing. Apple cinnamon. Yeah. Big fan. No, cooked so. fruit in all its forms. Horrific. I see. So there was no uh, there was no tofurkey uh, in the Clayton Thanksgiving experience. Okay, well. No. No, no I know. True. See, I do think that I was saying this to Russ before. I do think that uh, the thing about tofu is that it is just bean curd, so I would rather, instead of making it into a pretend turkey or being like, here, it's a hamburger, but it's made out of tofu, just put it on the plate and, like, you know, scrabble tofu on the front of it and then just be like, here, it's a, it's a square block, it's tofu. That That's what you have. You eat it, you like it, or you don't like it. Don't try to dress it up and pretend that it's something more than it is, you know. You can't dress up, a uh, you know, a Pinto from 78 and make it into a Porsche, okay? It's a Pinto. So that's... My thing about tof tofurkey. Don't try to make pretend it's turkey. Did you say scrabble tofu? Or like scrabble. Scribble. <laughs> and now it started as... It looks like fuat, actually. It's, is, it's boggle, really. The F is decent. Oh, I think it's the seven points, actually, because like the F's like four points. Yeah, the yeah. F is three or four points. It's got to be. Yeah, dude. If I, get it near the P, if I get it near the P's, is it a double word score? I mean, it could be anything. Right? Oh, okay. If you place it right. I suppose. Uh... Yeah, I mean, I like, that's the thing, is I like tofu in dishes where, you know, tofu is trying to be tofu, so I agree with you. I don't like fake meat, although there's a lot of friends of mine who really like a lot of Morningstar Farms tofu creations that are fake meat, so, you know, clearly it does actually work as that for some people. I mean, I some are better than others. I can't imagine that tofu is any I like Morningstar stuff a lot. There you go. Here's an example of one of those people right now. So how is what? That's a I good segue. I had fake, fake meat sausage. And was it good? It was very good. It was applewood uh, smoked something. It was really good. 
<laughs> Even though I can't describe what it was. It was smoked something. <laughs> that was like my favorite when I was a kid and I would go in and you could have like bologna ham or the mysterious luncheon meat. No one really knew what it was, was. There was no animal called luncheon that you would like slaughter and then like slice it up to have luncheon meat. It was oh, just come luncheon on. meat. You're just degrading the memory of my pet luncheon. <laughs> so mean. Here, luncheon. <laughs> We're going to make meat of you, luncheon. <laughs> oh, please! He was so sad when they had his meat. He was such a good pet. He lasted a little longer than breakfast or dinner did, though. Oh, so sad. Just raining on the parade. The luncheon almost made the animal quiz, but it, it just missed. <laughs> did it really? Right there on the cusp. It was a late yeah. cut luncheon. Oh, late cut! Yeah! Uh, he kind of sliced yeah. it out! Oh, no! <laughs> oh god! Uh, I couldn't carve out a place in the quiz for itself. Very nice, very nice. You had to chop that short, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. So um, so okay. So we does that sounds cool. So how was uh, how was the thanks? Here, by the way, I'm yeah. sorry. I have to editorial he, note. Russ, Russ. Yeah, he's here. No beat, and then disappeared. He just commented. No, I'm no, here. I'm just busy at work oh, okay. promoting the show on the internet instead oh, of actually right. participating oh, okay. in it, which oh, I think I is see. definitely well, a good move by me, since <laughs> I have no other time to do this. A better show. <laughs> so, Russ, R Russ, I know this because I actually saw you directly a couple days ago when you were out here, but uh, you should tell us about your Thanksgiving, which involved no sleep and visiting seven different thousand family households. For your Thanksgiving. Well, in fact, Greg, there is something that you don't know about my Thanksgiving, which was my shortly pre-Thanksgiving uh, end of my groundlings class and the, uh, you know, inherent decision on uh, my faith at groundlings. Oh! I haven't told any of you yet. Well, what is it? Bum -ba -da -da. Do we need a drum roll? The, uh, the instructor being the, uh, the medieval knight from uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple, oh, and the Last Crusade, and he says, You have chosen poorly. Oh, no! He said no? Oh, my God! That guy's a freaking bastard! What? He's, uh, can, can I say a few words about this organization? Just of course! Just, just, just yes. A few select words. On this, the record, Russ this, on Groundlings. This section of the podcast brought what to you by We Hate Groundlings. About? Oh yeah, explain what it is, is first, Russ. This is a comedy improv troupe slash school called The Groundlings. It's located in L.A. Um, on my observation, what it really is, is a big money machine slash cult. <laughs> uh -oh. Okay? So... Either like the Ramtha School of Enlightenment. <laughs> but without the lasers. The similarities are amazing. They both have the same weird <laughs> pyramid shape where you move up level by level and sucks more of your life away and you spend more time with it. You pay this more and more like money as you spend more and more time as you move up <laughs> because you're taking more classes and spending more money. Okay. And basically, the entire purpose of Groundlings is to teach you very specific ways to make up stuff. If that makes any sense to you, then by all means, join Groundlings, okay? They have a very specific technique for how to be funny in a totally improvisational, extemporaneous way. In other words, they cheat, okay? <laughs> when I want to be funny, I want to make up things off the cuff. When Groundlings wants to be funny, it goes, let's see, catalog of 15 funny things. I choose number 11. <laughs> Tremendous. Number 11 this is, is my. Amazing. Is, I find it sort of inherently funny. Groundlings is like the Nazi mime slash improv school, okay? They're like, we will teach you how to be funny. You, if you're funny on your own, this will only hinder you. Now, here's how to be funny. Step one, do mime. Good. <laughs> Step two, describe your mime. I am eating oatmeal. Good. <laughs> Step three, establish relationship with your partner. You are my brother, and you are eating oatmeal as well. Good. <laughs> Step four, add information. Oatmeal is made of oats. Good. Now you are funny. Congratulations. <laughs> For the Germans, that would have gotten them. That would have brought the house down. It worked right then. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what they told me? Do you know what the reason what was that I didn't pass beginner's level? Like, okay. The first time I didn't pass, this is not the first time, by the way, that I did not pass beginner's level. This is the second. Right, right. The first time I didn't pass beginner's level, 
they told me I couldn't act. And I totally accepted that. I'm like, you're right. I'm not an actor. I'm here for comedy. Fine. I'll use this as an acting class. Great. So all I did in this second class was I would do scenes over and over again where I would just get up there and start crying. Like, I would just break down every scene. Russ would have a, an attack, some kind of emotional, horrible attack every scene. I would cry all over the stage. I got very angry. I got excited, joyous, passionate, every emotion you could think of. And then at the end of this class, I was like waiting. I'm like, okay, that was my only flaw the last time. Clearly I've improved. And they're like, Russ, you're too funny. And I'm like, please don't tell me you just they said that. They said that? <laughs> they just, they, they said, said that? you're too funny? They said you're too funny. The, the two major criticisms that I got in this run at Groundlings were, I'm too smart and I'm too funny. And if there's what? an organization well, there's no place in the world for people like too that, smart, right? I hate smart, funny comics. <laughs> I, I only like dumb, non-funny comics. Those are my favorites. Yes. So, Groundlings and the uh, yeah. Special Olympics award ceremony are the only two organizations where being smart and funny hinders you terribly. So, like, Andrew Dice Clay is their god, right? I mean, clearly Andrew Dice Clay must be their god. The dumbest, non-funniest comic the ever. Thing is, or Gallagher. Several different yes, instructors have said that's this. That's where Gallagher went. Gallagher, <laughs> Gallagher went founded the school. <laughs> Somewhere <laughs> in an office, Gallagher's <laughs> watching Russ go through this. And Gallagher's like, Exactly. That's six. Smash large pieces of fruit. Good. Now you're funny. Um, no, like, several different instructors have said it is definitely a disadvantage for intelligent people to be in Groundlings because they will try to think of funny things, whereas some kind of really, really stupid idiot savant, will, they'll tell him, they'll be like, you're a French sailor. And he'll be like, what? I am a French sailor. I really am. You told me? I believe it. Move the mass 12 degrees, pulse, double side, move ahead. And, and they'll just believe it. A smart person will say, oh, this is a funny situation. I think funny things could happen. And they're like, no, we don't want any of that. We're just like, you or the character we say, don't ever be funny, ever, ever, ever. Humor will come, we don't know when. But for the love of God, don't recognize anything that's actually funny. I should ask a question before you go on with this. I, I should first of all say that uh, they, Laurence Olivier, who was obviously a great actor but was not the brightest bulb of the bunch, was reputed once he was going to play the role of Oedipus in the play Oedipus Rex uh, by Sophocles. And they, he said, well, how should I play this? He asked some director. And the director told him, play the part as if the gods were always at your heels. And he was like, okay. And then he went out and gave a great performance. Whereas if you told that same thing to Dustin Hoffman, Hoffman would be like, what? What the hell does that mean? And he would spend the next, you know, two months going, what the hell is he talking about? The gods are at my heels. So you, the idiot savant claim, I think, is a good one. But I should ask for a minute just to clarify because... If you're this, Lawrence Olivier. If you're Lawrence Olivier, right. That there is that. You also have it to be Lawrence Olivier. Lawrence Olivier. <laughs> it worked for one of the great actors of all time. <laughs> that's, that, that's true. people for whom it works. That's a good point. Isn't this supposed to be... The Groundlings are supposed to be an improv group of that is humorous, right? That's funny? They're supposed to be oh, training sure. you to be funny. It's sure. not like acting yeah. generally. It's funny. The Groundlings are funny. Comedy improv, dude. Okay. That's why he was there. Right. <laughs> that's, so, that's basically... So at the, yeah, I did, so, you know... Right. So you're too funny stage. for the funny people. Yeah. You're, and you're too smart Apparently. for the smart yes. people. Apparently. I'm going to quantify, clarify really quickly. There are people who are in my uh, Groundlings classes that I really like. I think it's one of the best places in L.A. to meet cool, smart, and um, you know, talented people. Who m Many people in my class who move forward who are great people, very talented. Um, I can name some of them, I guess, like, let's see, Payam and Jennifer and who else moved forward? Shout I know out to my homeboy, Payam and Jennifer, what's Saeed? His smoking hot fiance, Laura, they all move forward and congratulations to them. But you know what? I hope they use Groundlings for what it's good for and that's like contacts and getting connections in LA entertainment because they are a piece of flaming, flying beaver crap. That's what they are. Not to say that I'm not bitter, maybe I'm just bitter. But when you tell me I'm too smart and too funny for your organization, 
I don't want to be a part of your organization. Yeah, that doesn't that, make any that, sense. That's not a way to make friends and influence people. Wow. I don't even understand what that like. What the hell do they mean? You're too smart and you're too funny. What the hell does that mean? Well, think about I, this. I know you guys aren't as familiar with the the uh, Groundlings alumni as I am, but if no. you just think of like Saturday Night Live people, try to think of how many Saturday Night Live people have their own have something to say. You know, not that they're just doing a funny scene, but how many of them actually have something to say and are people who have, you know, insight? In the old days, Dennis Miller? Not a groundling. Okay. Not a groundling. Um, <laughs> uh, Tina Fey wants to be, but no. Not um, not a groundling. David Spader wants to be, but no. Stand-up comic, not a groundling. I... I... I that's I can't think. I okay, mean, now let me name some groundlings that went through Saturday Night Live, and you'll tell me if they have anything to say. Jimmy Fallon. Uh, no. What about Rob Schneider? <laughs> Again, Rob Schneider, stand-up comic, not a groundling. Okay. So basically, all of the stand-up comics. I don't think he has much. To say. Oh well, he doesn't have much to say. Yeah, I don't but think Rob yeah. Schneider has anything to say. I was thought that was a joke too. All of the best, richest, funniest comedians in our country all got their start doing stand-up, and they weren't actors who were taught some very Nazi-like system on how to be funny, and then ended up, you know, doing anything other than being on Saturday Night Live and making bad movies, so I guess I'll have to live with that solace, is that Will Ferrell would definitely be, like, the top of the line of Groundlings people, because he's made a lot of funny movies. And he's not funny. I don't feel like the guy has anything to say. I agree, he's not funny. Yeah, I just don't feel like he has anything to say. And But he certainly can do a character. He can commit to a character. Yes, he can. Absolutely. But that's about it. And that's what they're good for. So, well, how did... But can, what are they good for? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> okay. so, say it again. Say it again. So, so, what happened when you actually... So, the guy actually looked at you and he said, Russ? And you're like, yes. He's like, Russ, unfortunately... You repeat beginners. Say it again. You pay 400 bucks for absolutely nothing. Say it again. Say it again. <laughs> pay it again. Oh. <laughs> so wait a minute, wait a minute. So when you came up to I'm him, he better. was like, he's like, here's the deal. He's like, I think you're really funny and smart, and so we can't take you. That That's what he said, and he just stared at you. He wasn't making an elaborate what, joke what that you never said? understood. No, beyond that, he said I was too jokey. Not that I was too funny, but I was too jokey, which... The hell I mean, does that I understand mean? understand that that's not exactly the same thing. Um, it's not as if I was doing scenes and, like, throwing rubber chickens at people in the middle <laughs> of scenes. But what would happen was, instead of, you know, really being a French sailor in the 18th century, I might make a funny observation based on what I was doing or make a joke. In the, you know, exact same way when I've seen Groundlings do shows, they do the exact same goddamn thing. But for some reason, he had in his mind that I was being like, I was looking for a joke too much instead of just playing the scene, which I, you know, really disagree with. The other problem that he said that I had was occasionally I would jump ahead because I would be getting something from my partner that would lead me to another idea. And occasionally I would lose my partner because I would go, I would jump like a step ahead because I'm, you know, too smart for this. And so they would just be like, what? Oh, I see where you're going with that. And then that was also bad. So those are my two flaws that, you know, stopped me from passing beginners. And they said, so we were going to send you to a place where people are smarter and funnier than us? And then they looked at you and blinked? No, see, and here's, and here's the scam. Now, the scam is they aren't just like, you do this, you know, please leave. They're like, you do this, please do all of the same things over again, pass another $500 repeat, rinse, you know, wash, repeat. Yeah. And that's that's the scam. The scam is they have literally thousands, may, hundreds, maybe thousands, definitely hundreds of young L.A. aspiring actors who they have no intention of moving anywhere, but they just keep repeating them and repeating them and repeating them and collecting their checks and making tons of money. And that's also why they suck. You know, it just struck me as you were talking about them that this is probably going to undercut your chances of making the next level of Groundlings. just struck me. <laughs> you mean the three listeners of our show are going to call you know what he said about you God, you're oh stupid God. and not funny and you sing war by lowrider or something and you don't <laughs> like that song and he said that you were like also, nazi mimes while we're on it <laughs> that uh, our rss feed on the webpage now works Woot! yay good job work before it now works Locked. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Great, yeah. <laughs> now, now back to our 
now back to our show. Uh, very well done by story on that whole situation. Very well done. Wow. Okay. Well. So. Yeah, wow. Sorry, Russ. Story. Russ, I had no idea oh, that happened. Thanks, that's just that's terrible. It did. I'm glad I did the yeah, drum I'm, roll I'm, though. Yes, I know. Wasn't that great? Really crappy. They're really crappy. Yeah, Andy, can you sue them? Can you go sue them or something? Got Definitely. I want Definitely. my money back. How do you figure? Here's the thing. We what I have to figure out is how I can crash. Groundling, the Groundlings office and talk to the students and hang out with them without paying them the tuition fee to go to the class. Because it's totally a great place to meet people. And I've met a bunch of really cool friends there. The problem is that they're now all being brainwashed to do Nazi mime, which is not the best track for their lives. But so they're cool and they're going to end up like Will Ferrell. People. Yeah, they're cool they're going to end up we like Will Ferrell. We should FEMA in there and save them from the Nazi mimes. It's frickin' national emergency. If you want to save go people, don't, don't send FEMA, okay? Send, well, we've got to... New director now. He knows what to do. Right, He's that's not a true. horse trainer. He's an assistant to a horse old, trainer. The old director, have you guys seen the old director is now opening his own consulting agency? Yes. To, to consult people that's on awesome. how to handle emergencies? Yep. That is so <laughs> tremendous. It's like, Ex- I will email you about my clothing while everything goes up in flames. Exactly. What is that Can you imagine his resume? Expertise. Yeah. Failed in the largest, most important emergency situation of the past 20 years, was publicly humiliated and fired, um, and also does parties. Please email me at michaelisuck at brown.com. I do birthdays and bar mitzvahs, <laughs> and I'll be here all the week. Exactly. Oh my god, it is amazing. It is really amazing. that the, the, the sort of gall that takes is just astonishing. I, he must really think that he was put upon. He must really think that. He must be like, you know, they they were out to get me, and even though I am an incompetent political hack, um, and I messed up and was disastrously uh, in charge of a disaster, uh, nevertheless, I am a good person, and they should hire me at other jobs. It's amazing. It's incredible. I think the real problem with Michael Brown was that when he was surveying the uh, the disaster in New Orleans, he kept going to the worst parts of the uh, where the most suffering was going on and where the most damage was, and pinning blue ribbons on it and petting it and saying it had a really nice tiny coat. And that's just not really helpful. He's like do that with just one person. He, he's like 35th Street, best in show, you win. And then <laughs> a beautiful breed jump. of that toxic. Was, that was just cruel. <laughs> No, I mean, the people haven't eaten in a week, and he's like, jump. Come on, jump. <laughs> and I'll pay you. <laughs> Over the hurdle. You can't eat yet. You can't eat yet. That's the reward for the jump. Okay? I'll feed you right after jump. Okay? And then trot, trot, trot. <laughs> No, trot over to the convention center. Okay? Okay? They're, they're all like, this is terrible. Okay. It's like Jerome. Oh, Jerome, just one leap over. I see that you've broken your leg. Come now. Don't you want to win the blue ribbon? It's terrible. He's and treating the them like animals. Well, yes, he is treating them like animals. He thinks that they're animals. Um, and that horses are people. And that horses are people. He's got the backwards disease. Oh, my God. That's incredible. <laughs> it, it really, that's, that's, it's amazing. It's amazing that, that someone could actually be that, Incompetent, like it just defies it's description. Amazing, when you're moron with horse trainers going to save the state, and then George Bush thinks that you are freaking great. It's amazing. Isn't that an Aerosmith song? No. I was like, this is a song that clearly Russ is the one of us who knows. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I was sort of like, this is I a Russ the for four. You've heard yeah, the song, yeah, yeah. I am True? familiar with the song. In the blink Thank of an you. eye, you've finally seen the light. Yeah. This is the problem that nobody knows this song because it sounds exactly like Crazy, which is another Aerosmith song, and they're just interchangeable. <laughs> the obligatory screaming part, that's when you know it's Aerosmith. The desperate hearts! The desperate That's Aerosmith. It's about every song. The climactic point. <laughs> they actually encapsulated that. The one song where he doesn't do that is "Dude Looks Like a Lady," and they just they just sampled his scream. So he's like, "Ha ha, dude looks like a lady." Ha ha. You know how hard that was to get him to say, "No, just just scream for three point zero three seconds. That's all we need you to do. Just scream, just point zero three seconds. That's it." Sweet emotion. It is a good song. 
And then he does the thing where he's just like, Screaming on now like nobody cares. Did you hear the NFL just announced the halftime act for the Super Bowl? Is it Janet Jackson's boob? It is not Janet Jackson's boob. She was a close second to the Rolling Stones. Damn. They just won't go away. Oh, my God. <laughs> They're going to roll Mick Jagger out in the wheelchair. I mean, can, please, can somebody explain to them that it's over and it's been over for 30 years? Please? Please. I wish they would do the uh, what George Carlin did, you know, in his newest thing where he's uh, he's on stage and he made the set a graveyard and he's basically doing his routine in front of headstones. That's what <laughs> yes. the Rolling Stones should do on stage. If they then threw themselves back into the graves at the end and that was it, metaphorically. I was born in 1835, <laughs> and I don't know how Keith Richards is still alive, but... <laughs> Because, I mean, really, like, these guys, they weren't that great to begin with, and now it's just gotten worse and worse, where basically Mick Jagger just wanders around, and, you know, oh, God, please. They're terrible. They're solid as a rock. A bad rock. That's not the Rolling Stones. Solid as a rock. Who is that? That's this some, is way too musical a show. Somebody yeah, better come up with something to talk about, and we're just going to sing for an hour. <laughs> I know it's actually it's like you're <laughs> not a good thing. But I mean, really, like not the Rolling Stones thing. have been have been lost for a long time. And you know, actually, when the NFL last year decided to choose Paul McCartney to do their halftime show, they actually went. They said the NFL officials were going to Paul McCartney to watch him like sample the show. And I was like, if I were Paul McCartney, I would slam the gate in their face and be like, "Yes, I'm Paul McCartney. Go away." Like, what is he going to, like, they know what they're getting. It's Paul McCartney. What, he's going to get up there and all of a sudden he's going to be like, you know, he's going to stand there and he's going to be like, live and let have sex. And they're like, what? What is this? Live and let die, you know, let it be, you know? No, they're just like old guys who, you know, recreate the Civil War. You know, they're supposed to be on different sides, and one is the Confederate side, one is the Union side, but they're all 100 years old and they're friends and nobody cares. (laughs) There was a rivalry at some point in there. But my God, man, that was 200 years ago. Let it go. That's true. We're just reenactors now. Player left. That's my player point. left. Wow. So Andy's decided That's to leave. Drew, us. I lost. I lost uh, audio, but Drew just lost interest. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. We should definitely do that. I think. I think it should be just a regular part of the show. Where you play the uh, the opening your intro crazy music about Omaha, which we're the only three people that know why that's meaningful at all. But we'll explain that. We'll explain it in and the future. And I guess we could we could tell that story. Yeah, and then could. it should just be like player joined, player joined, player joined. That's what it should do. And it's like yeah, friends, friends like, gathering together. Like They're all coming together. New player. Hey! Sure, like exactly. we're all Just jumping like in at once or something. Yeah, we're yeah. like, new, 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 player. new player! All right, we're ready to go. Yeah. Welcome, player. Ooh, to the pepper pot. Lesson yeah. one, how to be a funny Nazi. <laughs> pay $500. Step two, pay $500 again. Step three, march in step with high boots and things. Step well, four, eat oatmeal. Okay, good, goodbye. <laughs> Yeah, it would probably just end up being a sounding like a barbershop quartet or something really lame. Like, we don't get an ah. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Hello, my baby. Hello, my dog. <laughs> hey, Louis Armstrong in the house. Nazi skies are blue. Clouds are white. <laughs> like pleasant day. Stars and I. In the metropolitan. Sorry. Lawyers and lawyer mode, and I think to myself, what a wonderful podcast. Somehow I turned into Animal. <laughs> I was just going to say, it sounded like Oscar the like Animal just showed up all of a sudden. Oh, man. <laughs> Which is a little disturbing. So, um, so Andy, how was your Thanksgiving? It was fine. I uh, got caught in a blizzard on the way there. That was kind of interesting, and uh, so how did you escape? Spent the night and then just caught up the next day. Oh, that's not exciting. You didn't have anything that you like. You know what I saw on the the roads in Virginia? We're driving on this back road, and there's 
a house with a tree outside, and from the tree are hanging four deer upside down. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's just kids having a harmless plank, prank. You know how they, like, throw sneakers up on lights in the city? Yeah, just throwing deer up there, you know? It's like toilet paper. <laughs> so maybe it was a gift. Maybe you should have taken one of the deer. I have a feeling that those were those deer were uh, were you know Thanksgiving dinner basically in the works. Maybe they were warning signs like all deer abandon hope ye who enter here. Abandon all hope ye who enter deer. Is that what you're going for? That's what I'm trying for. <laughs> oh no! Somebody stop him! <laughs> I really mean that. I'm not kidding. He's trying to horn stop in on now. a pun there. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> no really. The Austrians are going to come in and shut us down any second, guys. They hate puns. I know they do hate puns. This is going to be like the, the most hits on Map Report on Google. Yes, Disgusting. the new audio Google, which is coming out, which automatically searches all MP3. <laughs> that would be awesome and rather scary. That's a good idea. Um, that idea is copyrighted by the authors of the Map Report. Please do not take yeah, that. Yeah, there you go. We're going, to, we're going to go patent that. Right. We're calling Washington, D.C. right now. Dibs. We have dibs. <laughs> dibs on that whole dibs, concept. That's right. And now that the RSS feed is working, it's locked in that we know what day this was recorded. Exactly. I mean, exactly isn't that yeah. essentially what intellectual property rights are? They're conceptual dibs. Conceptual I think they should dibs, call them yeah, that instead. I think that would be awesome. That's the new name. <laughs> dibs. Yo, I got conceptual dibs on that movie. Dibs. Yo, man. That would be great reset all the patents that were listed under copyright and then just have a great like land grab where everybody just has to yell dibs on whatever it is they want dibs on dibs on that yep. really quick right uh, after they like re-release all the copyrights there could be all these rules you could be like you could be like you could you could call rules on them and be like shotgun shotgun on sticky notes and it's like no backsies Dude, the Lion King makes bank. Don't kid yourself. <laughs> that would be your first pick, though. You had, you like five I mean, million people trying to get some intellectual property rights, and you pick the Lion head. King. I don't know. How about Star Coke Wars? Would How about that? Be best. Yeah, Coke <laughs> maybe. Star Wars, sure. No, it's true. The, the I don't know. It's just Harry Potter franchise. How about that one? Oh yeah, that that might be okay. Yeah, that might do okay. Yes, clearly that wins. Or Microsoft maybe. Yeah. <laughs> So, is this true? I was just looking at this. I don't mean to change, not to change the subject here, but is it true that Schwarzenegger just named as his chief of staff a Democrat who's in a same-sex marriage? Yes. Yes, it is. I read it on the front page of the San Francisco Chronicle. This is tremendous. Like, he actually says, I love this sentence. See if you think this is accurate. California's Republican Governor Schwarzenegger named the Democrat in a same-sex marriage as his chief of staff on Wednesday, pause, in an apparent political shift on the heels of a major electoral defeat. Oh, you think? He's like, well, can't beat him, join him. So I'll take a gay Democrat. You're going to be my chief of staff now. (laughs) I'd say that involves a shift, yes. Yeah, we're losing the lesbian Democrats who joined him. We are now all lesbian Democrats. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know who that was. He like, he lost his mind. He's like, I can't beat them this way. I must defeat them. I must kill the girly men by using a man-girl. I mean, girly man. I mean, what lesbian, whoever she is. Like, clearly this is somebody that he must have had oh, trouble please. like coming up with himself. Schwarzenegger. He is so late catching on the hot lesbian train, it's not even funny. That was popular like 10 years ago. Everybody likes lesbians already. This is not a risky move. (laughs) This is not gutsy in your view? Not in the least. Howard Stern was the gutsy one. He really pioneered that whole area. I mean, other than the actual, like, sexually curious females, you know, and that. But, I mean, you know, as far as media goes, it's really, I think lesbianism can really be... The popularity of lesbianism really be attributed to Howard Stern. I see, I see. Well, um, he would make me into a lesbian if I were a woman. He is one of the ugliest men ever. Schwarzenegger? He would it. Yes, absolutely he would. Schwarzenegger? Um, Howard Stern. But I mean, oh, just Howard looking Stern. at him would make me want to be a lesbian. Oh, I see. What I'm putting oh. I see. Damn it. Andy and I are not on the same page. I can't... He keeps making jokes. I'm like, yeah, so that's interesting because of this. Oh, yeah, it's funny. Sorry. <laughs> if I'm not fun, I'm ready to, to, uh, to get my uh, the degree or accommodation from the Nazi comedy school. <laughs> no, you, you know because what it is? I'm, is I've that I've been taking... 
I've been taking the groundlings classes too much, so now I no longer know what's funny anymore, other than <laughs> eating oatmeal and being an oatmeal eater. They've beaten the sense of humor right out of me. It's so sad. You you all of a sudden hey, have a sudden urge to find Gallagher funny. funny. Wilfred Brimley. This was funny. funny. This oatmeal. Is he a Quaker or is that some whole other thing? You gotta have it. That's Quaker oats. He's Quaker oats. It's oatmeal. the right thing him? to do and the right way to do it. So, did, but did he do the uh, the spots for Quaker Oats? Yeah, he did. He did. Or was it some other thing? It was him. He did that. Did he he did Quaker life insurance, then? and he did some other one. I can't remember. Anything that involves elderly people, he's just like, you can trust me because I'm Wilford Brimley. I really I don't, don't think, think Quakers Quaker believe in life now. insurance. He did do Quaker Oats. Wilford Brimley did Quaker Great. Oats. I don't think Quaker I think we've had this insurance. exact conversation before. Like almost exact in in everything that was said. Uh. That could be. Or is it just de- deja vu? We call that deja mep. <laughs> deja Wilford. It, it was, if it was deja vu, it lasted for like a half a minute. Well, we are talking about someone who's involved in Cocoon. So, you know, this is exactly what happened. He's just like, we'll have the same conversations and we won't ever die. <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously, well, you want to play shuffleboard for another 200 years? Do something interesting, for God's sakes, if you want to be immortal. I just went to the official Wilford Brimley webpage, and it says, If you're visiting Wilford Brimley World looking for a laugh, forget it. This isn't the place to poke fun at Mr. Brimley's acting career, his personal hygiene, or his weight problem. I've dedicated my life to watching every single one of his films, television appearances, and commercials, and I do not find it funny that Mr. Brimley has a, quote, fat ass, an affliction that six out of ten Americans suffer from. Obesity is no laughing matter. And then they actually have in the pictures Wilford Brimley, and they have it right next to Quaker Oats. I really have nothing for Wilfred Brimley. I mean, I really... There's nothing I can add to this conversation. <laughs> I just clicked on this one site. Player left. It says, Wilfred Brimley supports cockfighting. Wilfred Brimley thinks banning cockfighting isn't the right thing to do. The grandfatherly actor and oatmeal pitch uh, man attended a weekend rally in Phoenix to voice opposition to Proposition 201, an Arizona cockfighting ban expected to pass Tuesday. Passage could lead to more laws restricting use of animals, like prohibiting the use of dogs for hunting, Brimley said. My saddle horses are my friends, said Brimley. My dogs are my friends. Once an idea like this gets started, I don't know where it's going to end. Kim Hicks of the Arizona Humane Society said Brimley's concern was unfounded. This isn't about anything except cockfighting, Mrs. Hicks said. We have no intention of telling Mr. Brimley what he can or can't do with his dog. (laughs) Don't tell me what to do with my dog. You guys remember when I almost burned down my apartment with the uh, spinach pie? Yes. I can never forget. I almost did it again with a a quiche. I think it has something I'm to do like, with pie. You know? That's an interesting smell. Oh, crap, it's been in for an hour. Yeah. And then... Seriously, no more foil in the microwave. It never involved a microwave. It involved putting paper in the oven, which the package told me was perfectly right. okay to do. Also, don't do that. I mean, none of these are good ideas. That is no better than foil on the microwave. Paper in the oven. It, nothing says... Yeah. Yeah. To recap really quickly, I had a spinach pie. The direction said it was oven safe, and I said, I don't think you can put paper inside an oven. And it said, no, really, you can put paper inside your oven. So I did, and then it got burnt up, and basically my, my apartment almost burned down, which uh, led me to believe that I would pretty much follow any directions if I read them on the side of a food package because I'm so clueless about cooking that if I found some quiche directions and it said, step one, stick knife into chest, that's probably how I would try to cook the quiche. Hmm, that's strange. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> and then you would die in Dark Age of Camelot, apparently. Right. Apparently. And I would sing the song. Sky is dead. Oh, God, they killed him again. Oh, no. And it becomes Dragon Warrior. And for those... With the 360 exactly. camera that you could actually do exactly. in Dark Ages and Exactly. For the awesome. super nerdy people, perhaps the Sky is Dead the theme best. song, also the theme song to Gra- Dragon Warrior <laughs> on the NES. <laughs> uh, Dips. Oh, man. Dips. Dragon Warrior. <laughs> yes. That's all I want, really. I just want Dibs and the Dragon Warrior franchise. I want those four games. That's all I want. I think they probably give the... I don't think anyone else is calling Dibs. It's basically like calling Dibs on any raccoon roadkill. I think you'll be able to get a hold of that without too much trouble. 
Mm, charcoal <laughs> So, Greg? Yes. Um, I'm going to ask you publicly this time on the air in front of our, you know, dozens, if not hundreds, single number of <laughs> listeners, <laughs> whether you think that your action of giving me the 10-day free trial to World of Warcraft is any better oh, in a moral great. or ethical sense than a cocaine dealer giving someone the first free sample of cocaine. Um, I want you to differentiate those two things, please. Okay, I'm going to start by letting the, mom- the last thing you said hang in the air, which is cocaine dealer giving someone a sample of cocaine. Pause. 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 Okay, now that that's sunk in, is that giving cocaine... Pause. Pause. Equal to or better than giving someone a free trial to an online video game. I'm going to argue in a you're very compelling you're thing. I'm asking you to tell me <laughs> how you're not morally repugnant. It's not moral repugnance because you like playing these games and because you know you're going to enjoy playing. What we're talking about once there's enough pauses. I'm just combining it with co- the game is just a way of escaping the dreadful life. It, it's really just a way for you to to do something that makes you feel good, and the only consequence is that it takes you away from the ones and and. From any sense of responsibility. So it's not really like cocaine at all. It also uh, doesn't lead... You know what the really funny thing is? It doesn't cause behavior in which the first experience is really great, followed by the second experience being kind of good, but not quite as good, leading to a situation where it's just sort of repetitive and some habit, but not something that brings you the original joy that it once did. I love how you guys have reduced... In that way, it is also not similar to cocaine. Right. I love how you guys have reduced cocaine use <laughs> to something that people do, which they really do a lot, and then they don't have as much fun with doing. And, and you've left out things like crack houses, drug dealers, death to your physical body, killing of innocent people, and all of that has been left out in your zeal to prove that World of Warcraft is as bad as cocaine. Several answers. Number one, you get to do cool things like become different characters and run around in cool worlds. Oh, in you cocaine... You become a different cocaine. character on cocaine. Yes, but then you die <laughs> because... The difference is that on cocaine... The difference is that on cocaine, you think you're a super character. In cocaine, you think you're a super character. You run out into the road to kill somebody and you get run over by a truck. In the game, you become a super character. You run out, except that you're not running out because you're on the computer, so nothing bad actually happens to you. That is significant difference number one. Number two, no one is going to kick down your door and say, give us all your cocaine, punk. No, he's going to say, give us all your World of Warcraft, punk. No one's going to do that, okay? Step three, you're not going to start asking people, look, man, just give me a little bit more World of Warcraft. Because it's not expensive, and it's something that you can do and have a good time while doing it. Number four. It's no, expensive. Just take so if we legalized more. cocaine, it would be on the same level as World of Warcraft because it would be cheaper. No, it'd be more expensive because cocaine has nothing to do with World of Warcraft. You've made my point for me. Thank you. Game set match. World of Warcraft is not expensive. What? World of Warcraft is not expensive. Cocaine is. So I'm saying. Yes, the only quantitative difference that you are what? making is that one is more expensive because it's illegal, and the other one is cheaper and thus less harmful. Okay. You don't have to okay. People okay. 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 So you guys think that if it were legal, cocaine would be would cost you thirteen dollars a month? That's what it would cost if it were legal. Less? Yeah. Or, or yeah. what? I don't think it would. Cost are you less. on crack right now? Cost way less than it does. Thirteen dollars right. a month. Way less. Oh, my cocaine habit only costs $130 a month. Oh, good. $130 a year, I mean. That's excellent. The only reason that cocaine is so expensive is because of the prohibitive cost of bringing it into this country because of law enforcement. If that prohibitive cost doesn't exist, the coca plant is not like a super rare thing that hardly exists. It grows all over the world. Yeah, but you have to refine it. You have to do something with it. Like vanilla extract. What? It would be like me trying to eat vanilla extract. It would be the same freaking thing. You're comparing cocaine to vanilla extract? I would argue that in a free market, in a totally free market, vanilla extract would be more expensive than cocaine. Oh, Jesus, have you been drinking some of the libertarian drugs now? So why is cocaine expensive, Greg? Is it like made out of gold and like tiny baby's skin or something like that? <laughs> well, I was, wasn't going to mention the tiny baby's skin, but no, it's because it, I agree that enforcement has something to do with it, but it also costs money to refine. It does cost money to import. We don't have cocaine plants growing, you know, a lot in like Nebraska that I know of. Okay, that's because it's illegal here. It wouldn't cost any money to import. 
import, and it would, and the import costs are up by things like you have to whack 50 people in order to import it safely. How about refining That's it? That's why the import pay, costs are so high. You have to pay for pay a drug the gun to, to cover the people who are doing the importing. Okay, how about and refining the, the drug? Secrecy of the entire process. How about refining the drug? Is that is that infinitesimal? That cost does not okay, matter? If you have it in a big factory refinery instead of in some hut that looks like it could be a coffee place. Yeah, then it gets, then, then all of a sudden you, know, you get an advertising budget. Then, then you all of a sudden you get the price being jacked up because people are doing an advertising budget. It becomes Get Uncle Joe's. Except that nobody has the copyright on the formula for cocaine. I guarantee you, if it was legal, advertise. if cocaine were made legal, I guarantee you, Wilford Brimley would be advertising it tomorrow. He'd be like, it's the right thing to do. Do it now. He might be, but there would be 2,700 brands of cocaine, and you can get gener generic cocaine pretty cheaply. Again, I'm not necessarily advocating all of this. I'm just telling you how it would be. <laughs> I just want to point out that right now, the, I am on the side of not of not bringing cocaine, and Russ and Story are on the side of legalized cocaine. No, right so as to prove that World of Warcraft is just as bad. Of not giving <laughs> video games that t take more time from Rust than cocaine would from most normal people. <laughs> that is just ridiculous. Addicted to it. I am not obligated to save Rust from himself. Did you? What house did you live in? Are, my senior year. Where were you? Are you out of your sleeping mind? He was having a great like, time. Seriously. Do you remember when we would play board games downstairs and Russ would not come down to join us for board games because he was addicted to the crack cocaine known as Dark Age of Camelot? To be, to be fair, to be fair, you're mixing... Do you remember? <laughs> I love your righteous indignation. To be fair, you're mixing this up with Brad a little bit, who did that much more than Russ did. Russ certainly had an addiction problem. I never lived with Brad. I lived with Russ. And I barely knew that I lived this rock. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Wait a minute now. You're, I think you're overstating you the case the a little sequel? bit. You give him the new refined crack? <laughs> he should be jailed, Greg. Jailed. I am not... First of all, I think that the civil rights violations associated with making this kind of thing illegal is demonstrative of why I support the full legalization of all... Oh, wait, it's already legal, because your arguments are absurd, because it's not a drug, because it's something which is fun to do, and you can what? play it and then get off of it. That's the key. doesn't make any sense. Look, if Russ's personality is as addictive no, as you Greg, say... Greg, like, wait, let, let me just let me finish this one thing. If Russ's personality... Get off of it. If Russ's personality is as addictive as you could say, I could have given Russ a book of origami, and Russ would spend the rest of his life making origami cranes. Like, I just need to make one more origami crane. Like, nothing I can give him is going to let him avoid it if his personality is as addictive as you say. So, I don't buy this argument right. at all. No, because some people have predispositions to different kinds of things that they get addicted to. And Russ is clearly predisposed to fantasy video games <laughs> in a way that he might not be... In other words, he has fun with them, you mean. I actually he likes one them. person who was addicted to origami cranes, and she made thousands of them. <laughs> thousands of them, and it was not a healthy thing. And if you had given her a book on origami cranes, I might be making the same arguments right here, okay? But... <laughs> Your grandmother We're might be eating dinner her. with you We're right now if you weren't making <laughs> origami <laughs> This message brought to you by the ONDC, <laughs> the Office of National Control Origami Policy. <laughs> okay, um, I, I... Maybe she would still have a leg if you weren't distracted <laughs> making a boat of paper. <laughs> Ma'am, we're going to have to ask you to stop making an origami uh, hat and please take your medicine. No, got to make an origami hat. Russ, in just remember, drink responsibly and tell your kids about origami. <laughs> it's never too early. Yeah, well, see. This is your hands. <laughs> this is your hands with Chinese paper craft. Sometimes the people who are going to tell you not to make origami cranes aren't the people you expect. Hi, I'm Joe Smith, head of the Franklin Paper Company, and we want to tell you that if you have the feeling that you want to fold origami cranes, there's hope for you. Please sign on to www.thisisaridiculousanalogy.org. Thank you. You should not fold origami cranes if you're lonely or depressed. Or if you're pregnant. Or if you're pregnant. Holding origami cranes. Or you're pregnant or may become pregnant. Or have once met a pregnant person or thought about pregnancy in a bad The Surgeon General would like to advise you. your doctor if origami cranes are right for you. Origami cranes have serious side effects. Try origami cranes, but check out with the doctor first. Are paper cuts? Bleeding? Arthritis. Osteoporosis. <laughs> Inability to look at a sheet of paper in and enjoy it in a flat sense. Obsessive compulsive disorder. 
<laughs> observing Switching. observing things in a beautiful, creative way. Becoming a perfectionist. <laughs> Be- that was a- and a strange interest in bonsai trees. <laughs> Be- like, origami cranes may cause Taoism. <laughs> the more you do origami cranes, the more you move towards a greater understanding of the universe. Do you want this to happen to you, or do you and want Taoism to live in your simple life? Is- Taoism is one of the seven religions featured in the new Civ Four, which we should all get. And play. I love that. That's true. You see <laughs> what happens with the brain of the addict. That's tremendous. That's <laughs> tremendous. I love the fact that World of Warcraft is bad, but playing Civ 4, where you're supporting a civilization for freaking three millennia, there's nothing at all addictive about that. Story hasn't spent the last few days thinking every waking moment about Civ 4. There's nothing addictive. Uh, oh, I Wait, beg your pardon. I beg your pardon. Six millennia. Yeah. You choose also, your addictions where you can get them, is what I got to well, say. It really doesn't, though. It really does not have the same addictive qualities as a m- or, or MMORPG. Yes, it does, because this is the third time you've we mentioned it in an hour. We in the future be referred to as... Greg, you happen to be highly resistant, okay? You have the non-addictive genes, okay? You're a lucky man. I don't deny that. But this luck that you have has blinded you to the plight of your friends who do not have these same genes. It's like if you were, you know, if you were an alcoholic or had alcoholic heredity and I just didn't happen to and I could pick up alcohol or walk away from it or do whatever and, you know, it was kind of fun for me as an occasional thing and you were someone who, if you started to drink, would drink incessantly and end up on a street corner in a gutter then it would not be cool for me to be like, oh, yeah, I got you this bottle. I mean, it's really nice. I enjoy it. You know, it's cool for me. you got to be mindful of where other people are at with this kind of thing. This, That's all we're saying. So far, you have compared a video game to alcoholism and crack cocaine. If you could come up with something slightly more reasonable than Nazi Germany or, you know, you know, uh, Heroin? You know, petting Heroin pleasant... Po- uh, yeah, I think that's right. more accurate. Of course, more accurate. It's more accurate for the total life consumption. <laughs> as, uh, as a quasi-expert on theories of addiction, I will concede this one point. The only difference between dependence and addiction, that being dependence being you can be dependent on anything that has a repetitive behavior, like potato chips, you can be dependent on video games, you can be dependent on a relationship. The only difference between that and addiction is that you go through a physical withdrawal in cases of addiction. So you will get sick if you stop taking heroin, whereas you won't get sick if you stop playing video games, physically sick. You may be emotionally dependent you and might feel be sad. Emotionally you totally may feel sad, right. yeah. <laughs> you may think that everyone has a sword when you walk around on the street or try to, you know, gank people when what? you're going in the supermarket. No, 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 you but won't. That's not addiction. <laughs> no, that's lunacy. You're not, none of, you are, people are not lunatics. No, no, you will. Uh, Andy, help me out here. Please explain <laughs> why this is not this addictive is the part lunacy. Here. I believe that this is a line of argumentation in which I do not have sufficient experience to make an educated comment. Dude, this is the MEP report. It's not the McNeil hour. <laughs> exactly. such a show exists. <laughs> it's not the McLaughlin hour. I believe you are referring to the McNeil Lehrer News Hour. How about the McLaughlin report? That sounds like something that exists. Video games? Addictive? Wrong! You might be referring to the McLaughlin group is not the same as the McNeil Lehrer News Hour. McLaughlin group is great. All right, how about the McNeil McLaughlin report hour? (laughs) I give up. Look, all I'm saying is this is something which Russ clearly has fun with, and there's no reason that I shouldn't give an opportunity to have some fun. I also have fun in the same way. Here's the thing. Can Can we put this in context for a second? I, I know all of our listeners don't know this yet, but I mean, why the hell not? So I broke up with my my girlfriend and I broke up, okay? So I have, like, lots of free time on my hands now that I didn't have before. And the first real time-consuming thing that is presented to me after I go through this and have a week of vacation is, oh, look, it's another morp that you can devote your life to and be really good at. And that is not the healthiest path for me right now, given that I'm spending my time, you know, trying to do productive things, like winning money at poker online. Right, exactly. Or or going to Groundlings and having people tell you you're too smart and funny. I clearly see this argument. Exactly. Actually, that that would be good training for Groundlings. If you're currently too smart and funny, you could just waste a lot of your time and mental energy on a moor. 
And then you could go back to them and be like, look, I spent the last year dumbing myself down, not being funny at all, sitting around waiting for groups and, you know, <laughs> rolling on loot raffles and all sorts of stuff like that. And now I think I'm ready for your group. And I have invested myself entirely into role playing. I have done nothing but role playing. Hey. And it wasn't funny. <laughs> it wasn't funny. It was just role and playing. Then and then you would, would take the class, and in your uh, review at the end, they would say, Well, you were really great at role playing, but why were you so jokey? You were always saying things about plus one sword, lol. And OMG, <laughs> he got ganked, lol. And nobody understands what you're talking about. And this is going to hurt you. So, unfortunately, you didn't pass. Please Stop give us $1,000. Exactly, exactly. Please give us another $500. $500, please. Yep. Yep. I'm sorry, you only got 99% of what we're trying to teach in this level. $500, <laughs> I don't suppose this is a Scientology connection here, is there? I would not be surprised, in the least. Not for a second. I've decided that all of these hierarchical pyramid-shaped organizations are evil. So wait, is the... Food you can just apply that to everything <laughs> that follows the rules of that, that system. So is the... They're all evil. Is the food pyramid a cult? Bread. I hate you, bread. <laughs> That's too too jokey, Greg. You can't be in jail. <laughs> Stop being funny and smart. Sorry, I beg your pardon. What I meant to say was, Ooh. right, Russ, you're right. Uh, role play. Ha, ha, ha. That was my bad. You know what? I feel like you have to be like those, uh, you know those money python stereotype idiot characters where they do like the uh, the British buffoons where they're like, more brain hurts! More brain hurts too! <laughs> That's basically what you have to do to be in Ground Links. You're like, oh, like feces! Yeah! They're good, yeah? That's it. Don't ever try to think of funny things. I'm sorry, I've gotten us back to this. <laughs> the point is that, Greg, you're an evil person and ostensibly a drug dealer. And end of the end of story. Great. That's tremendous. I'm, I'm glad to hear that that's, that's the I'm situation. Dead. I'm out. <sighs> Absolutely. Player left. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. That's, um... You see how much more effective that is? That's so good. You'd be like, peace, I'm out. <laughs> I got nothing to say. I'm done. Yeah. That's much better than me just sitting in silent, isn't it? The what? Oh. I said that's much better than me just sitting here silent, isn't it? Yes, that probably is. <laughs> There's nothing much fun, funny about silence. Well, you, you pick... In groundings, though. You pick your spots. funnier than being funny. <laughs> <laughs> Silence is way New player. <laughs> Hi, welcome back. Sorry, that was classic. That was very good. We enjoyed that quite Sorry a bit. Sorry about that. Sorry. The, the, that was great. <laughs> it took me a while longer to get back than I thought it would. Showmanship. It's all about showmanship. It's, there you go. That's absolutely right. The idea, man. You think they'd let me into Groundlings? I don't know. You might try to make a pun there to do something with You're a little too smart. Emu dances or something. You're a little too smart for Groundlings. Or at least they would say, please pass another $500. We will teach you nothing more. Although, it does remind me, you know that story that you told, Russ, does remind me a little bit of when I was, my dissertation committee was evaluating my dissertation, and one of them was like, you know, the problem I have with this is, I think that your writing is very, very clear. Almost too clear. And I kind of looked at him because I didn't know whether to laugh or not, like... I was like, he's like, yes, you explain things almost... Did he say it in that He point? did. He's like, clear. Almost <laughs> too clear. Almost too clear. Yeah. You're giving away all... <laughs> I know. I was just like, so wait. Exactly. I, and I was like, he, he literally, then he repeated himself. He's like, I think I feel like you explained yourself too clearly. I'm like, um, you mean I was too clear in how I explained things? He's like, yes, yes. I was like, uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I almost waited for him to be like, so please go muddy it up. Why don't you just throw in some hanging prepositions or, you know, some, some you know, some incomplete sentences. Just just do anything to mess things up, all right? Make it confusing. Then it'll be more academic. So I know how you feel, Russ. That's ridiculous. Wow. You're a bit too talented, aren't you? We don't like your type. <laughs> yeah, do you... Who did you say the guy was? The, the, this guy who ran the Groundlings class... Was he remotely funny? Maybe you just threatened him. He's like, you're smarter and funnier than me. Oh, God. Yeah, I thought that I liked him because he was a very clear teacher. He taught it like a kindergarten Almost class. Almost sure too clear. Oh, sorry. The, the, 
the first teacher I had wouldn't explain anything. He would just be like, or you could have done this, blah, blah, blah. And then everyone would laugh. And then we'd be like, okay, great, you're funny, but what are we <laughs> supposed to do? Can we use that specific example in every scene from now on? So this guy would at least explain the concepts behind things. But the problem was he was incredibly insecure. If you ever questioned anything that he said, he would go ballistic, obviously because he gets no respect in his real life, and so he hates it when anyone gives a hint of not respecting what he's saying. So he's like, listen, you listen to me. This is your flaws. An improviser, listen, listen. <laughs> so he was, was a little bit like, you know, a finicky eight-year-old, but in other ways he was a generally intelligent and smart guy. He just uh, didn't believe that talented people belong in Groundlings, and I can understand right. that. Right, sure. That's too fine. finicky. Sure. You no I mean, in all honesty, anything. they would <laughs> they would rather have a blank slate, somebody who can they they can just mold into the Nazi mime, rather than somebody who's naturally funny and has their own sense of humor and their own perspective. That's something that they can't they don't really like. And it's another reason why they don't like stand up comics at all. They would much rather just have actors who they can just be like, do this, do that, do this, rather than somebody who actually knows what's funny. Makes sense. That's how they came out came across with Will Ferrell. Are we back on this again? I, I mean, I know I'm bitter, but this is ridiculous. Uh, yeah. I'm bitter. Sorry, okay. I just, the the I moral of the story is Russ is really bitter. <laughs> and is about to have to go into rehab because his so-called friend has gotten him addicted to crack again. Oh, because his friend is threatening him with crack. Because his friend has given him something that he enjoys. Uh, the, like. themes, the themes of our show are brought to you by Russ is bitter about groundlings and Russ is scared to death that he's going to spend the rest of his life addicted to video games. I mean, this is a huge chunk of time that just opened up for me. This is like seven hours a week that I was taking class. And then, you know, all the time that I devoted to, like, doing stuff with, with my girlfriend, who I won't name because she doesn't like being named say. in public types of things, which is okay, and I will respect that. That's fine. But, I mean, God, all this time, and now World of Warcraft is sitting here on my desk with the install CDs. That's, that's really scary. Can I just ask one thing? I need something else to do. If you were not doing this, would you or would you not be playing the next 85 consecutive games of your baseball season? The thing, the thing about that, though, is at least there's an end point. I can always justify going crazy about a game because I can say, well, at least if I do this, I'll just beat it faster and be done with it. That theory I tried to apply to Murpsk. And what happened was I just got completely addicted and sucked into the world and played it for three years nonstop and thought that I'd accomplished something and then realized I needed to get a job. <laughs> yeah, but, but right now you're playing this baseball game. You play it many games, and you've really accomplished nothing after this either, apparently, if you're basing it on accomplishment. Well, nothing insofar as recognition among the anonymous internet community, if that's what you mean by any accomplished anything. Right. Like, I've accomplished, I've won lots of games. There aren't going to be, like, leap guy number 26 being like, Lods, you've won lots of games. Your team is good. <laughs> that's basically what's missing right now, is what you're saying. Well, you know, I don't know what to say, except that I think that I've done something which is, you know, a good thing. I think I've given you something that you're going to enjoy. You'll have fun with it. And I'm not responsible for you getting addicted to something which is not inherently addictive. That's the argument that I'm making. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. I mean, nothing's inherently addictive except for water and oxygen. They're addictive to certain people for certain reasons. There's nothing that you could give a sampling of seven people or, you know, Certainly, twenty-five people, and they'd all get addicted. Even heroin doesn't have. Uh, I think crack has an addictive quality. I'm fairly sure about it. <laughs> no, I don't. Not it's true. Not I mean, entirely. It's all, why, okay, it's all. They're all varying degrees, and it absolutely depends on your genetics, and it depends on your predispositions to things. And it's not. I mean, it's not like what they would tell you on TV, which is like you do heroin once, and then you can't think about heroin, anything but heroin, for the rest of your life. That's just not true. This. Promotion of heroin, bro. <laughs> I was gonna say. Please do not. I, I was. Or anything I was gonna say. Just as we're getting into. But the thing is, there are people who heroin is like that for, and there are people. I think yes. I would be a person who yes. alcohol would be like that for, which is one of the reasons that I've taken such pains to never have alcohol in my life, is because I feel like every sign points to me being like that about something like alcohol. So. You know, I, there are definitely lots of people who are like that, that one and you're done, and that's going to be like that. And clearly, but, Russ in the category of video games But then, is, can I ask you know, this question? The funny thing is, okay. 
the funny thing is is that I don't have an addictive personality at all. Like I can drink and you know do whatever else that are supposed to be addictive things, and I can do them in total moderation. I have total control at all times. But when it comes down to meaningless competition, oh boy, do I love meaningless competition. <laughs> Any meaningless competition you could throw me into, I will just stick it out until I become the best at the meaningless, pointless thing. <laughs> And that is where my weakness lies. I see. Um, well, all i got to say to that is that I do not believe that either crack cocaine, heroin, or anything else is related to the possibility of addictiveness. I think you'll have a good time with it, and I think that this particular game is not as addictive as some other games might be inclined to be. That's my thought, my story, and I'm sticking to it, especially because we've reached that point in the show, gentlemen. Ah, Greg, get off me, Greg. Stop, stop. Oh, I'm sorry. I keep bringing story into this, and I don't mean to do that. Oh, that's my story. And with that, so, ladies and gentlemen, it. it is time. Sticking to it, uh, yes. And I'm sticking to with it. The, with with oh, Russ sticking it. to the story, oh. <laughs> it's time to conclude our podcast for this week. Please make sure to... Uh, Please make sure to check us out. And in good on we're going to end on a pun. Because that's the best way to go. Please check us out on... There's no on way that's been an hour already. If we, There's no way this has been It's an over hour. an hour now, man. We patently disagree. It's like an hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> Please make sure to check us out at mepreport.com. Please check out our RSS feed, which story is set up for us on there, and uh, please tell everybody. It's working and it's great. Please tell all your friends and all your compatriots and all your neighbors. Please do not tell the Drug Enforcement Association about anything. This is patently discriminatory against longer podcasts. Dibs on podcast. Dibs on podcast. That's my concept. Oh, that was Dibs on Kibo's oh, nap. Oh. Say goodbye, everybody. Yeah. Dibs on County Crow. Oh. Dibs on Omaha. Oh. Oh. <laughs>